Always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show. This is a pre-recorded version today, Terry, of uh, July the 4th, and we do salute America's birthday. I want to give a special shout-out to everyone out there, including Mr. Terry Farley, who has ever served and uh, any regard in uh, the United States military Terry, thank you for your service, and I want to thank everyone out there who has stood up for American freedom. There is an individual, which we may get to later, that doesn't think that America is very good, Um, and Terry and I had a brief conversation about her earlier. She's another member of the WNBA who has uh, spoken when she really should have kept her mouth shut. Anyway, my name is J.D. Williams. I'm here in the uh, beautiful East Texas area, and there in Dallas, Texas, is my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How you doing today, Terry? Oh, uh, boy, I'm fired up now. It's July 4. Uh, in my heart, the flag is always flying. Amen. Um, and so... You know, people have no, they, if they haven't lived outside this country, they don't know. I'm not talking about two week visits and, you know, oh, well, I've been to here and I've been, no, I'm talking about (laughs) go over there and plant yourself, plant yourself for three or four years. And and you're going to find out what what the real world is like. And I'm going to give you a list, China, Venezuela, uh, et cetera, all the communist countries. North Korea. Russia. Yeah. North Korea, the Iran. Ukraine would be a good place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a member of the um, airline industry for many, many years, I had the opportunity to travel a lot. I took advantage of it a lot. Yeah. And yeah. the one thing that uh, I remember, um, just a quick, just real quick before I bore you guys, uh, but yeah. uh, my very first real overseas trip was to Ireland. Terry's got a lot of stories about it, uh, but, yes. but anyway, that was really my very first big overseas trip, and uh, one part of it was to go to the United States Embassy, and you mm-hmm. know, to just to go into that embassy, uh, it was it was reassuring. There was something, you know, there there was some security involved there, you know, mm-hmm. um, just just walking in there. And I, it, it mm-hmm. all it all came back to me. Yeah, you're you're a citizen of the United States of America. You know, and mm-hmm. so anyway, if ever any of you ever go to another country, I encourage you to go to our embassy if you have an opportunity. You're welcome there. They'll let you in. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I really wasn't sure when I walked up to the doors, but yeah, I was very, very welcome. Okay, um, Terry, we're going to start off with some news, but we're going to spend the majority of today's uh, uh, newscast and radio show talking about Ezekiel chapter 38. But news goes on. And so I want you guys to listen to this, and this is important, and there's some points I want you, I want you to listen very, very carefully to this mm-hmm. report. Listen to it very, very carefully. Listen to the names when they're mentioned, and then notice when they're not mentioned, 
Okay, listen to this really carefully. The administrations of President Donald Trump and Joe Biden failed to properly consider a worst-case scenario when planning for a U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, according to a long-awaited official report. The State Department submitted its after-action review on the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan on Friday. The assessment is highly critical of the Biden administration's handling of the lead-up to the withdrawal and urges the creation of a red team to challenge underlying assumptions. Davis Richards reporting. Okay, I heard the criticism of the Biden administration. I heard them say that the Trump administration was somehow involved, but, but they left it out. Was was Trump? Uh, what? Why did they mention Trump in a report that has everything to do with Biden and absolutely nothing to do with President yeah. Trump? I don't get it, Terry. They, they lied because Trump had a beautiful exit plan. It was all set. Uh, he was going to do it decently and in order, as the Bible teaches, and it was going to be wonderful. Uh, and so they're just lying. The media is lying. Uh, the people that are involved in those statements, uh, Trump was ready. He was, he was all set. And, yeah. uh, and then the election, my opinion, my opinion, the election was stolen from him. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on the election was stolen. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. disagree disagree with you on that and say that we've yeah. got to at some point everybody's got yeah. to accept the fact Biden won. At some point we've got to do that. Yeah. If we don't, if we question election uh, integrity, then we're never yeah. going to have a president that is recognized by the entire country. The other side is mm-hmm. always going to say, "Well, you stole it every time." So. I am standing in strong opposition to anything like that, okay? I want to make it clear, Biden is president of the United States, like it or not, and God puts leaders in place for reasons. Now, I've gone into this before that I believe the reason that Donald Trump was put in the presidency was to make sure that the capital of Israel was moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And I believe that Biden was put in power as president of the United States at this point in history in order that we disavowed ourselves from Israel or moved our pull our way back from Israel to allow for prophecy to be fulfilled. Okay, now mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion, okay, but it recognizes the president as president. That's it. No arguments. I don't, you know, don't want to, I don't want to get into a back and forth on that. Anyway, <laughs> now. Hey, listen, uh, wait, let me jump in real quick. Let me okay. jump in real quick. I agree. I thought that that was a beautiful exposition. <laughs> okay. I love every bit of it. <laughs> okay. I agree with, I would agree with you 100%. I thought that was marvelous. Anyway, okay. go ahead. All right. I just want to move on because this is, uh, yeah. I, I want to address China-U.S. relations at this point. Just listen to yeah. this one. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will travel to Beijing on Thursday for four days of talks. It's a further sign that President Biden is trying to improve relations with Beijing after a difficult six months following the shooting down of a Chinese balloon over America. Andrew Wood reports from Hong Kong. The U.S. Treasury says Janet Yellen's discussions with Chinese officials will cover a wide range of issues, especially economics. And that includes a new espionage law that came into force 
at the weekend. American businesses and investors worry that gathering information in China about markets, the economy or rivals might be considered spying. Last week, a social media network banned three Chinese bloggers because they wrote negatively about the economy. Ms Yellen's visit follows on from the Secretary of State Antony Blinken's trip to China last month. A Treasury official in Washington said the US wanted healthy ties with Beijing, but he didn't expect a significant breakthrough from Ms Yellen's visit. Andrew Wood, Hong Kong. Okay, um, I don't understand why we have our Treasury Secretary go into China to talk to them about anything. I really don't. I mean, you know, you've got a Secretary of State. That's his job, is to go to uh, go over and have relationship uh, discussions with other countries. But why in the world are we sending our Treasury Secretary, who, by the way, doesn't know anything about financial matters anyway? I mean, that's pretty much proven. That that you know that I'll say that is my opinion of her. But the the point is that she's been wrong about everything so far. So I figure I'm probably closer to right than she is. Terry, you want to have a comment on any of that? Well, uh, vanilla ice creams uh, just do not those cones. They don't travel well. Uh, that's all I think. Yeah. Uh, well, that's got nothing to do with blinking or. Or what's her name? But anyway, that's um, right. It sure doesn't. <laughs> but you know, the, the thing is, is that Biden he he's not going to be able to have any substantial or substantive talks with any world leader. Okay, it's just not going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, yeah. You know, they're not going to they're not going to expose him to something like that again, in my opinion. But uh, now. The one thing that they are doing is they're trying to get a better relationship with China. That's what that report was really all about, is you know, mm-hmm. trying to build it back up again. But then you get mm-hmm. a report like this one that says, and, and this, um, this is being reported by numerous agencies outside the United States, okay? Mm-hmm. It says, watch out for China, because listen, this nuclearized, troop-laden, threatening ultra-aggressive military monster has just come up with another warning of evil intent. It is negotiating with Cuba about a joint military training and enhanced intelligence center 90 miles off the coast of, of Florida. The center would no doubt host vast numbers of China's 2 million-plus active troops as combat readiness grows and U.S. military secrets become a reading pleasure. There's another worry, namely that Cuba will at some point sacrifice its sovereignty as it becomes a part and not just a partner of the People's Republic of China. In other words, China actually calling Cuba a part of China 90 miles off our coast a nuclear power. This could really happen. What do you think, Terry? Man, it's just, Lord Jesus, come quickly. That's what I think. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it it, it is really, really scary. Uh, Terry, I'm going to go ahead and give you your two minutes now for the first half of the show. Uh, And as you get ready, just a really quick reminder that the last Christian newscast and radio show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning. 
all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program, and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. And with that, Terry, you are now up, sir. Two minutes with Terry starts right now. The last Christian charge, engaging the sword. Years ago, um, by the way, folks, homeschooling does work. Years ago, a friend was asked to preach a 4th of July celebration. It was an excellent sermon on civil obedience. Unable to resist the obvious tease, I reminded him afterward, you know, brother, if the patriots of America had followed the letter of the law in that verse, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, you and I right now would be subjects of the king of England. As we celebrate this 4th of July, we each bear the duty to consider our rights under the U.S. Constitution, recognizing the U.S. in that title, United States, details the entirety of that most important document ever written in the world outside of the Bible. And the U.S. is often disregarded. Folks in their desire to cut to chase, uh, leave off the formation of these United States. Speed is an American quality demanded from the very birth of our nation. One if by land, two if by sea. A quality that has exponentially increased through the more than two and a half centuries that have followed uh, followed through the, uh, our, to our present day. And speed gives no appearance of abating. Consider the honking horns in the most cities across America, still mindful of the normal flood of accidents at traffic lights. Consider also the number of accidents being paused by speeding drivers mesmerized, caused, I'm sorry, by, by their cell phones on congested freeways, striving intensely to save time. Nor does the Ethernet provide any calming effect. Contrarily, pushing impatience mercilessly to greater and greater explosions with the recognition that most anything can be immediately identified upon request. Right this very moment, all of this speed dividing rather than uniting the states, compounded by the continual upheaval of societal norms for new and present dangers. Okay, Terry, I'm going to have yep, to cut sure. you off Just right a really there. Quick reminder and that we the will, last Christian uh, we'll news get back to you in the second half. And I, I'm sorry for hitting the wrong button there, but you know it happens. That's it's easy weird. to do. We are live, and uh, I hate to do that, but okay. you know that's the way it works sometimes. Uh, anyway. Uh, I will give you that uh, that ex additional two minutes in in the second half of the show, but I'm going to call on you yeah, again. Absolutely. I'm going to call on you again for something else. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the Pope, and the reason that I'm calling you mm -hmm. on this is because you are a former Catholic. I, I want to emphasize mm -hmm. former Catholic. He mm -hmm. has left the Catholic Church, um, and I'll let you explain however you want to all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure, but sure. but anyway. 
this is the Pope who is recognized, of course, as by the Catholic Church as the leader. Uh, again, Terry and I had a brief conversation about this one before uh, the show started as well. And I don't know if you want me to tell what I've told you about what I think the Pope represents as far as Jesus Christ on earth or whatever, but... Um, Brother, however you, however you want to play yeah. it. And, well, you, you know, know, I mean, what I know, this is what I know, is that mm-hmm. um, he is considered to be infallible when it comes to Scripture. Is that correct or not? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And he, of course, is the leader of the church. He's recognized basically as Jesus Christ on earth or as mm-hmm. a representative. His of, representative, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. you would think that if he was Jesus Christ, that he's going to be trying to lead people to Jesus. Or, or if, he's the, if he's the leader mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church, he's trying to lead people to Jesus, right? Not to mm-hmm. Muhammad. Yeah, you would. Okay, not to Muhammad, not to uh, another no. religion, right? Okay. All right, so yeah. anyway, this is from Press TV. Pope, Tra- Pope Francis, head of the Catholic Church, has condemned a decision by Sweden to permit the desecration of a copy of the Koran outside a Stockholm mosque, expressing anger and disgust over the blasphemous move. Now, in an interview with UAE's Arabic-language newspaper, al Itala. On Monday, the Pope rejected permitting a Quran desecration under the pretext of freedom of speech. Any book considered holy, now this is his quote, okay? Any book considered holy should be respected to respect those who believe in it. I feel angry and disgusted at these actions. Now, the pontiff went on to say that allowing such acts is unacceptable and condemned, stressing that. Freedom of speech should never be used as a means to offend others. That part I sort of agree with, but still you're, you're able to, you know, freedom of speech is just that. It's the freedom of speech whether or not it offends somebody or not, right? Okay, but here's his other quote. Our mission is to transform the religious sense into cooperation, fraternity, and tangible acts of goodness. Now that to me, to me, a non-Catholic, to me, a Christian, what he's saying is, is that we should all, you know, come by y'all a moment. We all come together. We all believe in the same thing. We should work together. And that is not what Jesus taught. Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And you would think that, that, that the Pope would know that. But anyway, I'll let you go ahead and, and whatever you want to say on this, Terry, however you want to say it, go ahead. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not against, uh, I'm not for violence, uh, but at the same time, we have to know what we're talking about. Uh, in the Quran, in Surah 4, uh, 157 and 158, it says, indeed, we have killed, they say, speaking of Christians, they say we have killed the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, the messenger of Allah. They did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but they were made to resemble him to them. And indeed, those who differ over it are in doubt about it. They have no knowledge of it, except the following of assumptions. And they did not kill him for certain. Okay, what they're saying here in this verse, if you read it yourself, that Surah 4, 157, Surah is the word for chapter. If you read that, you're going to understand that what they're saying, Jesus didn't really die on the cross. If you go on to 158, it says God simply brought him up to heaven. He didn't die on the cross. Well, folks, that's absurd. But when we look at the Apostle Paul, he said 
if Jesus was not crucified for our sins, we are of all men on earth, we are of all men most miserable. We're, we're believing in something that didn't happen. That's number one. Number two, the Bible says that it is the word of God, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of bone and marrow, uh, to the very thoughts and intents of, heart, of the heart. In John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with flesh, the word was made flesh, and the word uh, uh, the word was God and the word is God. In the beginning, I'm sorry, I've got my mind is flooded. No, you're oh, right on. You're right on with it. Go John ahead. 1 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. It says in Acts 4 12, it says, There is no other name given under heaven whereby a person, a man, must be saved. It says Amen. the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of bone and marrow to the very thoughts and intents of heart. Living in America, we believe you can burn books. You can even burn the Bible. They've been trying to destroy the Bible for for ever since it was written. They've Amen. been trying to destroy it. And it, we've got more Bibles today than we've ever had. And Amen. so, you know, the fact that he would not stand on the fact that it has mm -hmm. nothing to do mm -hmm. the Quran. I mean, he went and kissed the Imam and I don't want to, this is my own personal opinion. He went and kissed the head of the Islam uh, group, the whole thing, uh, you know, uh, trying to be, we're all kumbaya. We're all coming together. The Bible says, Jesus said, I am sent not in peace. He said, some think I'm sent in peace, but I'm sent as a sword. He said to divide the family even to the point, because if you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. If you do not believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. Amen. It's that simple. It is that, that simple. simple. A friend of mine said to me that Jesus never even talked about hell. He hasn't even read the Bible. I sent him a sack full of verses in which, in the Bible, from the Bible, quoting exactly, verbatim, every word that Jesus said in the Bible about hell. I sent them, and you want to know what response I got? Crickets. Have you ever heard crickets? I love the sound of crickets. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, I agree with you. You know, he should have stood up for Jesus Christ. That's who he's supposed to be representing. Yeah. He should yeah. have stood up for Jesus yeah. Christ, and he didn't. So yeah. Uh, yeah. now I leave it to my, my Catholic friends out there to determine which one that you think is correct. The Pope saying that any, any type of religion Amen. is all going to get you to the same place. If you believe that, I feel for you. I really do. Uh, and I hope that you read the Bible and you understand that your Pope misspoke. Okay? He is not yes, infallible. He, he is a human being. He misspoke. Just like us. Okay? So uh, that is my opinion. But that is my mm -hmm. opinion based on the Bible itself, not on, yes. not on a man whether it's a pope or a president or a premier or a dictator or whatever, I'm basing everything I do on the Bible, not a human That's being. It. Okay. Amen. All right. Um, all right, Terry, we're going to move on here a little bit. And um, I want to uh, remember we, we were talking a little bit about those raids that were going to, or not raids, riots that were going on over in France. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, again, this uh, this episode, this newscast, uh, this show today is being taped in advance. So we're actually doing this show on a Monday to where Terry and I can enjoy our July the 4th. Uh, as Amen. well, Amen. but uh, so this may be resolved by then, even though I kind of doubt it. Let's listen to this really quick. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks with more today about the riots in France following the killing last week of a 17-year-old by police during a traffic stop. On Sunday, the grandmother of the dead teen urged people across the country to stop rioting. But the crisis has created a massive fresh challenge for French President Emmanuel Macron just months after the country was brought to a standstill by separate protests over proposed changes to the pension age. Sophie Pedder is from correspondent for The Economist. That was a completely different demographic. That was old people uh, organised a protest that then became violent in the evenings with arson, torching of cars, torching of rubbish bins. It was troublemakers piggybacking on a very different sort of protest. This has started in the banlieue, the sort of high-rise housing estates that ring a lot of cities. And there is a real concern about policing. It's about the use of firearms by police when they are asking uh, people to stop and when they're trying to, uh, you know, enforce traffic law. Added to that is a sense that in a lot of these banlieues where there's a very sort of uh, big minority population that the police is uh, picking on young minority residents. There are very long-standing grievances in many of those suburbs rooted in France's colonial past and in discrimination that young immigrants say they've experienced wow. in widespread areas of life. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Yeah, wow is exactly the right thing there, uh, Terry. It's lawlessness is out of control. Uh, I understand. I understand being upset about a a specific incident that involved. I don't know the number of people, but it is a small fraction of what uh, is really going on over there. And now people are spilling out on the streets and they're destroying stuff. That belongs to yeah. people that had absolutely nothing to do with it. Okay, that's just mm-hmm. pure wrong, and it's lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going to put this back up on screen real quick. Mm-hmm. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows, and this is only part of Matthew 24 because it also speaks of lawlessness so um anyway what we're trying to show you here is that things are going out of control in every area of of what is going on in the world today terry we're we're coming down here to the end of the um of the first half of the newscast so what i want to do is encourage people if you have not already uh, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm not going to talk about the analytics that are going on there. There's some funny. I'm just going to say there's some funny stuff going on with with uh, yeah. what we know is actually being seen and what is reported is being seen. So uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to speak to that. But what I am going to say is, please subscribe to the channel, ring the little bell where you'll be notified of, of new videos as they come out. Follow the newscast and then share the information that you get here with your friends and family because most of the things that we discuss on the last Christian newscast and radio show are hidden from you by the mainstream media. They don't want you to know what's going on. We're going to tell you the truth. We're going to expose what's really going on. You got a little bit of a taste of it in the first half here? 
In the second half of the show, we're going to go almost prime, almost the entire show is going to be uh, Ezekiel chapter 38. Because we see Ezekiel 38 playing out right before our very eyes right now. And that's something uh, that uh, you should pick up a Bible, you should read it, and you should prepare for it because it's coming true. Scripture is coming true. We are the last generation. In our opinion, we are the last generation. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do ask that you hang in there with us. We'll be back right after the break with the second half of the Last Christian newscast and radio show. Just a really quick reminder that the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian Online Learning Program that will keep your kids engaged and learning all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program, and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. And welcome back to the second half of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams, located here in the beautiful East Texas area. And joining me there from Dallas-Fort Worth is my good friend, my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And Terry, I want to uh, I want to begin this by, again, thanking you for going into the uh, description there of, you know, you know what it's like to be a Catholic. And I told you during the brief break that we had there, uh, my experience of almost becoming a Catholic at one time in my life, but for all the wrong reasons. I want to uh, emphasize that out there for people as well. Um, and mm -hmm. I guess I, now that I said that, I guess I have to explain it, right? And that is that yeah. what I was looking for is a religion that would tolerate me behaving uh, in, a, in a manner that uh, other churches might not condone. In other words, you were given a free pass on stuff uh, uh, on occasion, like, you know, if you wanted to, you, you could have, what was it, what's it called, Terry? One, uh, one thing that you don't have to account for or something. I don't remember what it's called, but anyway, um, you, you could either yeah. smoke, smoke a cigarette or, or, you know, have a drink or whatever. You know, they, and have, that was, they have a phrase, they have a phrase that they employ called indulgences, where you are allowed to, to do okay. things, you're allowed to indulge. Okay. okay? But, uh, but there are more things than that, you know, but anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, anyway, that was, the, that was the my. The important thing is. Yeah, that was my motivation to join is, the Catholic Church is what it was. That was the motivation. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and I've known people, I've known people that had other, whatever the problem was, that have joined uh, with the uh, Roman Catholicism because they are given a welcome and open arms. Just come on in. Yeah. If you've got a problem, you take it to the priest. The priest gets it taken care of. He takes it to God. Yeah. You're all set. 
Yeah. The problem is what you don't have is inside personal assurance. Right. You don't know. You know, you're hoping this is going to work, but you don't know it. First John, first John 513. These things are written. Speaking of the Bible, these things are written that you may know present tense that you have present tense eternal life. Even you who believe on his name. And I, when I read that and I got down on my knees, I prayed to Jesus. I said, I took my sins to other people that were supposed to take care of it. Uh, Lord, uh, I do not know for certain that I know for certain that I'm going to heaven. But your word teaches that I'm supposed to know if I believe in you, I'm okay. I'm set. I'm, but I yeah. don't know that. I yeah. said, if I don't I, know your um, word. Come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, save me. And from that point on, I knew I was going to have a long story short, a very, very long story short. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I have, I've actually interviewed uh, Catholics. I've done podcasts, as you know, and, and I, I've interviewed yeah. a bunch of them who say, who, and, and I never, I never once um, heard one say that they knew they were going to heaven. They just hoped it. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So, yeah. I'm, I don't want to get too deep into that subject because we could take yeah. up the whole rest of the show on it. Uh, so, I, I want to. I just want to go ahead and move on for right now. But you know, that's something we may come back to at another time. Uh, anyway, I do want to move on real quick. I'm trying to get to Ezekiel as fast as we can, so I want to cover uh, the remaining news stories, and then we'll get right to it. Okay, so let's listen to this one real quick. At least nine people have been killed in an Israeli attack on a Palestinian refugee camp in the city of Jenin. Drones were deployed and gunfire was heard across the city in what Israeli forces have called a counter-terrorism effort. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas has called the incident a new war crime against our defenseless people. Mia Alberti reports from Beirut. The scale of this seems to be unusual, at least uh, the last time we saw tanks in Jenin was in 2002. Today we saw some tanks on the outskirts of Jenin, not into the city, but on the outskirts. Um, and just two weeks ago we had another raid in Jenin. This one, according to, um, to people in the area, to residents, this seems to be even more violent, with even more soldiers in the area, uh, with ongoing gunfire, shooting and airstrikes. And so it doesn't seem like Israel is actually slowing down despite all of the warnings uh, from the UN, who have been warning that more settlements in the area are just going to continue to disrupt um, peace prospects in the area and uh, warning that Israel must stop this escalation of violence. Okay, that's a bunch of double talk. You know, that's just a bunch. You know, I I really, I would encourage people when they listen to that, put on some boots and pull your pants legs up as far as you can. And then then you can walk around in what they just talked about. Okay, that's absurd. Okay, anyway. Uh, Again, from Press TV, uh, peace in Israel cannot stop the regime's war machine. Uh, This is uh, the spokespeople, therefore, uh, the Palestinians, emphasize that the Palestinian nation has not committed any crime except defending its rights in the face of of the occupying regime, predicting that the Palestinians will once again defeat the Zionist forces. Uh, Now, that's the kind of stuff that you're hearing in the mainstream media. That's the reason I wrote uh, that I read that, because that's what you hear in the mainstream media. Now then, 
Um, in Israel, the is, uh, Israeli military officials expect that roughly 2,000 troops will remain in the West Bank city of Jenin for up to 48 hours after launching an, an operation there. The Palestinian officials say at least eight people were killed and 50 were wounded in the attacks, which was larger than any operation Israel has carried out this year. Now, here's the quotes. The operational command center served as an advanced observation and reconnaissance center a place where armed terrorists would gather before and after terrorist activities. Now, this was according to the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, um, adding that it also served as a hub for coordination and communication among the terrorists. Again, quoting them, Over the past hours, our security forces have been operating against terror hotspots in the city of Janine. In the face of terrorism, we will take proactive and decisive approach. Anyone who who harms the citizens of Israel will pay a heavy price. That, according to Israeli Defense Minister Yavev Gallant, he also said, we are closely watching the actions of our enemies, and Israel's defense establishment is prepared for every scenario. I commend the IDF and ISA for their determination and operations. So, uh, in other words, Israel's not just going in there because they want to go in and kill people. They're going in in retaliation for people trying to kill them. And that's what mm-hmm. the mainstream media won't tell you. They make it sound like yeah. Israel is the problem. No, Israel is the answer. The Palestinians yeah. are the problem. Okay, and I report yeah. that as a member of the U.S. Press Association. I urge people to take a look at real reporting and not what you're being fed by the media, but actually look it up. Go to the Jerusalem Post, for instance. Okay, mm-hmm. go to the Israeli National News, for instance, or pick up mm-hmm. any paper or or organization that isn't one-sided okay find something down the middle don't rely on the mainstream media they are lying to you comment terry i want to ask you a question because you know the answer how many rockets are pointed at israel from all 250 250,000 a quarter of a million a quarter yes. of a million rockets are pointed as as Joel and I are speaking. As you're listening to those reports, a quarter of a million rockets surround uh, Israel, Correct. and that's what they are facing. And, right. and meanwhile, they're, they're, the the uh, uh, Muslims and so forth are breaking in the other countries, whatever they are, are breaking in and killing civilians and anybody they can they can kill. And so that's the truth. That is the truth. Correct. Okay. Uh, one more quick report, then it's Ezekiel. Okay. And this is uh, this is something that just kind of backs up what I've been saying for months and months and months now about uh, uh, tactical nuclear weapons. This is from Russia's uh, uh, Medev- Medvedev. I can't. I never can say his name right. Anyway, he's the former president of Russia. He's also uh, now yeah. in high position in Russia uh, under Putin. Um, and this mm-hmm. is reported by uh, Reuters. Uh, Reuters. Uh, Medvedev, once seen in the West as a liberal modernizer, has emerged as one of Russia's most outspoken hawks since Moscow launched what is called a special military operation in the Ukraine. He's now the head or the deputy head of the Security Council. His views reflect some of the thinking of the Kremlin's top level, according to Russian officials. Now, uh, Medvedev said that tensions between Russia and the West were much worse 
than during the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. Think about that for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. It's worse now than during the Cuban Missile Crisis, when everybody thought we were going to go to World War III, okay? It's worse than that, okay? He stated a nuclear war was, and listen to this very carefully, he stated that a nuclear war was quite probable, not possible, probable. Okay, quite probable, uh, but was unlikely to have any winners. He said, our goal is simple, to eliminate the threat of Ukraine's membership in NATO, and we will achieve it one way or another, that we are committed to stopping Ukraine from joining NATO. So think about that for a minute, because uh, I've been saying it, and I'm, I'm standing behind it. Nukes are going to get used at some point. They're talked about too much. They've been talked about too much for too long. Somebody's going to either shoot them on purpose or by accident, but they're going to get used. Mm-hmm. Okay, Terry, it is time for you. Uh, once again, I'm going to let you finish up uh, two minutes with Terry. I'm going to give you your time right now, sir. So here you go. Two minutes with Terry starts right this moment. Nor does the Ethernet provide any calming effect, contrarily pushing impatience mercilessly to greater and greater explosions with the recognition that most anything can be immediately identified upon request right this very moment. All of this speed dividing rather than uniting the states compounded by the continual upheaval of societal norms for new and present dangers. The upshot of this chaos, returning us to once more reconsider the roots of liberty and justice for all. How then can one make sense of the insanity of accepting children being molested and physically, mentally, morally, spiritually, and in actuality? Jesus warned, whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Peter's response, along with the other apostles to the Pharisees' challenge of bestowing honor, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Peter and the other apostles' response, we ought to obey God rather than men. Honoring the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ the Righteous, presupposes Patrick Henry's cry, give me liberty or give me death. The children's gospel song goes, joy, joy, joy. I've got joy in my heart. Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. God bless. That's that's awesome, Terry. You always do such a good job of that. Praise uh, uh, God. Uh, Praise hopefully God. people pay attention. Hopefully people pay attention to it. Okay, we're going to move on now into Ezekiel chapter uh, number 38. And I believe that we went as far as Ezekiel 9 last time, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to take it up here uh, with Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 10 through 13. I'll put those up on the screen there for you, Terry. Okay, this says the Lord God. On that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind, and you will make an evil plan. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls. 
and having neither bars nor gates, to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba, Judean, the merchants of Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? Okay. Uh, now, we did. We, we actually did do that one uh, in the last show, but I wanted to go ahead and, and, and put that one up there, emphasizing again that the countries that you saw mentioned there, um, if you, if you, you need to go in and you need to bang it or whatever, mm-hmm. and look at those countries, and it, it'll lay it out for you who they are. And what they're going to do is protest, but they're not going to assist Israel in any way whatsoever. And that's a very, very, very important point. Uh, so now we're going to go ahead and move on to the next set of verses. And by the way, if you guys want to um, hear our, our explanation about uh, those countries, who those countries are, just go to www.lastchristian.net and you'll find our uh, previous show. Take a look at it. You can find it on YouTube as well, Facebook and some places, uh, all over social media, everywhere. I mean, if you look for it, trust me, you'll find it. Anyway, let's look, just look at the next set of verses here. This now is Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 14 through 17. Terry, I'm putting those up there for you now. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to God, thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you, O God, before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, Are you he of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? Okay, let's talk about this one a little bit, because... um, All right, it says something about Israel dwelling safely, and I know that uh, the two of us have a different definition of exactly what that means mm-hmm. in relation to the rapture i don't think we need to get into that sure. at all but sure. um yeah anyway uh i i'm gonna go with uh what amir tersvarte said about the you know people in israel they believe that they're dwelling safely even though they've got two hundred and fifty thousand uh rockets aimed at them they feel like the iron dome is keeping them safe um, and uh, Amir has made it clear, you know, that uh, uh, it's actually safer in Israel right now than any big city in the United States, and you can't argue with him on that <laughs> either. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that part of it, I think, is is pretty much pretty much known um, that this could happen. Uh, they could be under the illusion, delusion, whatever you want to call it, that they're, that they're living safely. I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that too much. Um, but anyway, uh, it looks as though that what the, what the script, well, it doesn't look like it. It is that, um, the attack is going to come from the North. It says that 
really clear. Uh, let me let me put this back up here on the screen here once again, where I don't just mm -hmm. ramble on. Mm -hmm. um, you can mm -hmm. see there in verse fifteen. Then you will come from your place out of the far north. Well, if you go to the far north of Israel, what do you find at the far? What is Russia. far north? Yeah, mm -hmm. Russia. Okay, Russia. And, mm -hmm. uh, Gog uh, is um, a reference to the leader of Russia. Now, does that mean it's Vladimir mm -hmm. Putin? No, it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have mm -hmm. to be Putin, but mm -hmm. it's the leader of Russia. Am I am I correct on that, Terry? That is the leader of Russia. Yeah. Absolutely. Not only that, uh, no, we, it, it's not necessarily Putin, but don't back over that. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah, it could, it we, could well yeah, be. We don't, yeah, we, yeah we, it's going to be a leader of Russia, and that right. right now, that that fits him. So, I mean, I don't know. We That's how close we are, folks. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's and how close we are. The, the thing is, is they are going to come from the north, and that's really clear uh, in the Bible. Far north. Yeah. yeah, again, Ezekiel 38. 14 through 17 people look it up mm -hmm. get get a bible i mean mm -hmm. we're not making this stuff up mm -hmm. you know this this is a prophecy mm -hmm. that is yet unfulfilled but and then if you mm -hmm. look at world events look anywhere even in the mainstream media mm -hmm. okay even in the mainstream mm -hmm. media they are telling you what countries are coming together as allies and these are the same countries that have not been friends in many cases they've been bitter enemies and now all of a yeah. sudden they are aligning together exactly yeah. as ezekiel 38 talks about mm -hmm. and yeah. now then now in verse 16 terry it says you will come up against my people mm -hmm. like uh, israel like a cloud to cover mm -hmm. the land okay now there's a couple of different ways you can look at that. And I'm going to let you give your opinion on it. And that's all this is, by the way, because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we don't, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're, neither one of us is a prophet. We'll both admit that that's in, a, right. in a heartbeat. That's right. Okay. But, okay, come against you and you look like, uh, cover you like a cloud. Okay, well, my mm -hmm. first thought of that is that there's so many of them. You know, it's just a huge mm -hmm. number of troops from so many different countries mm -hmm. that when they mm -hmm. come in, it looks like they're covering them from like a cloud. There's another, mm -hmm. there, there's another point that maybe this is uh, Air Force, you know, the air uh, coming mm -hmm. in from above, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's fighter jets mm -hmm. and bombers and drones and all that stuff. Now, I don't know which one it is. Either one of them apply. You know, uh, do you have a? It could be it. Yeah, it could be a quarter million rockets. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could very well be. I hadn't even thought that of that one. A, That's that a third a one. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be a cloud. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I want to throw in. I want to throw in real quick because you had touched on it earlier. Okay. Uh, when it talks about these com countries that have come together, if you said back in the seventies or eighties. If you got up and preached a sermon and said, Russia and Iran are going to join together, uh, people would yeah. have laughed. They would yeah. have laughed. Right. They're enemies. They, they'll always be enemies. Right. Guess what? They're not enemies today. Right. And on top That's of that. That's just one example. Okay, I'm going to give another one. I'm going to give another Go example. Ahead. Okay, Turkey's in NATO. Turkey is in yeah. NATO. Okay, they they are supposed to be they are supposed to be against Russia, and they're supposed to be supporting countries like the United States and the United Kingdom. You know, they're they're supposed to be doing that. But who are they aligning themselves with now? Russia mm -hmm. and China. 
That's who they're aligning themselves with. Okay, that uh, was is another one that people would have laughed at in the 1970s, the yes. 1980s, the 1990s, yeah. the 2000s, maybe even into mm-hmm. the 2010s. Okay, but That's it's happening right. now. Right. It's happening right now. Exactly the way that the Bible said it would. So let's go ahead and put this one back up on screen one more time now. Okay, now you can see here that God is speaking directly, directly to to these people, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you will come up against my people, okay? My capitalized, mm-hmm. th- that means it's, that this is God speaking. You will come up against my people, Israel, like a cloud, to cover mm-hmm. the land. It mm-hmm. will be in the latter days. What does latter mean? Mm-hmm. Latter means, you know, mm-hmm. toward the end of time, right? That's right, that's right. Okay, so I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you, O God, before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, are you he Mm -hmm. of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? So God is asking them a question. Okay, you're really going to do this, right? You know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I sent my prophets. My prophets have, have said this is how, are you, are you the ones? Is this it? No. Yeah. And let me jump in here. Let me jump in okay. here. When right. it says the latter days, and then he talks about his prophets, they were all back thousands of years ago. Thousands. Yeah. You can go to the, you can go to the book of Genesis and you can look up in the concordance, just find yourself a good Strong's concordance mm-hmm. or whatever, and look up the word ladder, and it's going to take you all the way back to the book of Genesis when God is talking, and he's talking about, he says, in the latter days. So Amen. he was telling, and he says this in Isaiah, God says this, have not I told you the end, the latter days, have not I told you them from the beginning? Where's the beginning? Genesis. Amen. Yes, he has. He Amen. said latter then, and he's saying latter now. Okay, and we're and and then we're going to look at this one because it even gets it gets more direct. Terry, if you would read Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight verses eighteen through twenty. And it will come to pass at the same time when God comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury will show in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the field, all creeping things that creep on the earth, and all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. Now, that is some pretty um, dramatic um, stuff. You know, I mean, uh, God is saying, you know, what you're doing, what you're planning, I'm not going to tolerate it, and it makes me angry, and I'm going to show you what my anger looks like. Now, uh, I'm not sure from reading that set of Scripture if this mm-hmm. is if this is the beginning of what he's going to unleash, or mm-hmm. if this is the final warning 
about what he is mm-hmm. about to unleash. Do you have any comment on that? Do you understand, number one, what I just I said? Do. I and, okay. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. And then sort of if we can bring the words back up if you want. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to talk about them. Okay. Now, look, look what it says. It says, the earth shall shake at my presence. All of these things, the animals, the birds, everything, the creeping things of the world, the men of the world are going to be on They're going to all, everybody, everything, every live thing is going to shake. It's going to tremble. And he says, uh, at my presence. This is Revelation chapter 19. Yeah. When yeah, Jesus yeah. comes back. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I, I do ahead. want. I do want to very, very quickly say this is not what we're reading is not Revelation. It's Ezekiel thirty-eight, eighteen through twenty. But you Whoa, are making. Yeah, but but you are making reference to Revelation where it does again go back to that. I, I just want to make that clear for everybody Good. out there. Okay, go, go, go ahead. Terry. No, no, that's great. That's great because when you read nineteen, you're gonna. It's going to show just like Jesus says. In Matthew 24, he's going to be coming back and the world is going to see him. He's going to come as lightning from the east, from the west. We're going to be with him and he's going to come back. He's going to destroy all of the enemies of Israel and he's going to get Satan too. And all of, it's just a, it's a beautiful man. We, I wish we had about four days. Yeah, anyway, well, we are, we are going to have to continue talking about this in the next show Amen. because we are just about out of time Amen. here. And, uh, I think there there may even be some confusion. I'm, I'm just I'm guessing yeah. that there's going to be some confusion oh, over this easy. because you went to Revelation and you're talking yes. about you know the final return and Ezekiel. and so yeah and in in, in in Ezekiel, in my opinion, my reading of it, this is the Gog Magog war. This isn't uh, something that happens out in yeah. Revelation. But yeah. again, we can have a difference of opinion there, but yeah. neither one of us knows for sure. Now, we will Mm -hmm. be back on this subject in our next show if the Lord does give us Mm -hmm. another show. And we hope that you'll join us again for another edition of The Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds.